0: Hello and welcome into the Grace Point Daily Podcast. I am Jeremiah Johnson. Thank you for joining us on this episode. It's going to be a real-life stories episode with a good good friend of mine, Isaac Smith, all the way from somewhere in Illinois. What's up, Isaac? <laughs> hey, how you doing? We're actually going to title this one, I think, today, How to Live Like a Rockstar, because you are <laughs> a rock star. Give everyone your quick bio here. We're going to dive in your story, oh, but give the quick bio of who Qu- you are. Quick
1: bio. I'll, I'll give, I'll give uh, current, present tense. So, yes. So... I live up in Quincy Illinois have a uh, uh, recording studio that we're actually opening it up it's currently under renovations called 505 recording studio in Quincy Illinois I also um, do music full-time so I play uh, guitar in a band called Theody out of Fayetteville Arkansas and then uh, just recently started helping out um, some good friends of ours in the band uh, chaotic resemblance they're out of uh, Poto, Oklahoma and um, there's, there, there's lots of stories that come along with that type of life. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so you're busy being a rock star yeah, and yeah, a rock star sure. for Jesus. But most importantly, <laughs> you're here in Carthage, Missouri, because you are my friend. That is And true. I appreciate true. that very yeah. much. And we're going to talk about this journey. We're going to dive into your story in just a moment. But the one thing I want to point out, which is so important in being a follower of Jesus Christ, is I love, the thing I'm valuing more and more as I get older, is I'm so appreciative of the people that God brings into your life along the journey of faith. You know, for you, we met, We I was pastoring in Utah and I was there maybe not even a year or six months or something yeah, like that. And I'm this young pastor plodding away and doing my best and praying all those prayers. I'm sure other pastors have prayed before. Lord, send me people, give me help. And uh, your family just stumbled into the church and we took you out to Chinese. That's right. We ate at a Chinese restaurant (laughs) and I was probably thinking with the half glass empty, not full. And like, I don't know if they like us. And anyway, you decided to come to the church. We became friends. We've grown in our walk with the Lord and we're friends till... Today, right now, That's
1: true, very true,
0: and so it's it's cool, man. I just love how God, and I'm noticing all the friendships and the relationships I have. How uniquely God brought those into my life.
1: Yeah, yeah, I can I can say the same thing. Um, is there a question with that? Or... <laughs> but <laughs> you know, I
0: th- I think the story that comes out of it. Here's what I'm trying to say: open your eyes along the journey, the Jesus journey. Yeah, because God is uniquely trying to put people in your path.
1: Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Whether that be, you know, um, whether he's trying to woo you into a new season or into a deeper relationship with you or if it is just, you know, um, a season of he, he puts the right people in your life yeah for that season and I tell you what that's actually something um I don't remember when you and I had this conversation but it might might have been in one of our staff meetings, but uh I specifically remember you talking about the seasons that people are in your life, you know, and to be yep. grateful for that season because you don't know how long that season's going yeah. be going to last you know and um that's that's something I've kind of applied personally and that that I took away from from our friendship, you know,
0: so. yeah, and those relationships are designed to be reciprocal like there's so much that I have received from you and your family and your children how how much of a blessing you've been in my life. You've given me much, and hopefully, I've been a blessing to you. And that's that's the joy of the body of Christ, the relationships that we have with each other. God's bringing those relationships to us to be encouraged and to encourage. It's a reciprocal relationship. Yeah,
1: yeah, absolutely.
0: So anyway, tell us, let's dive into your story, your journey. I mean, here you are today, you're in bands, you're doing music, but what, what was your upbringing? Tell me the, the start of your journey. Wow. Life.
1: So I'm the, I'm the oldest of four, uh, three younger siblings, uh, me, Rebecca, Jacob and Joseph, um, parents, uh, are still married, which is awesome. Um, <laughs> and, um, uh, man, my upbringing, we, uh, Primarily lived in Illinois for most for most of my life. I was uh, born in Decatur, Illinois, and uh, mostly raised in Camp Point, Illinois. Um, my upbringing we had a uh, had a pretty. I'm, I'm, you know, I can't. I really can't complain. You know, we had, yeah. a Christian. A, you're in a Christian yep, upbringing, growing up yep, in the church. Yep, yep, yep. Absolutely. And uh, as far as music re- is related, um, well. It, it, the the creativity uh really kind of came from both sides um you know mom she was she's always been like an artist you know very um creative you know and um you know outdoorsy and doing stuff and as well as dad you know he he doesn't give himself very much credit when it comes, okay. to, <laughs> it comes to creativity but he's very creative and he was definitely the one who kind of um inspired and laid a musical foundation in my life wow. um yeah especially uh, especially early on I I, I remember um uh, listening to uh, Carmen, the champion. Praise God. <laughs> during 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 bedtime, you know. My wife put, will love you just <laughs> for saying that. <laughs> well, he, he he would put it on, you know, as I was going to sleep and stuff and uh, it actually freaked me out, like <laughs> listening to that as a little <laughs> kid. But yeah, he I mean, he started me out on drums and, uh, you know, kind of gave me my first lessons and uh, I mean, I could always remember, you know, we were always listening to michael w smith and you know um, for him and statler brothers and you know stuff like that oakridge boys and um and now you're playing hardcore yeah music. What yeah happened? <laughs> yeah <laughs> well yeah i don't know it was kind of one, th- one thing led to the next i guess i guess we, we we kind of had both sides the he the very first song i ever learned to to play along to i learned i learned to play drums to um he had an old record player downstairs and uh uh, he had me practice to "Sugar, Sugar" by the Archies. You know, okay, right? so that that was. <laughs> but
0: that's cool. You had parents that really were cultivating your gifts, and yeah. accru- I talk about that a lot. That's the one yeah. thing I don't necessarily regret. But I grew up in a family where I I didn't have dreams or aspirations or people pushing me towards. Like everything I do now, I never did as a kid. Yeah, preaching, music, singing, uh, all the stuff I'm doing now, I never had any of those skill sets growing up. And I think back, man, if I, how much better would I be now if I had those gifts cultivated sure. in me at an early age? You sure, know?
1: yeah, I will say that that is something I'm very grateful for in my childhood and my upbringing. Is that um, my parents were definitely advocates, you know, and catalysts for. Um, trying to provide as many new opportunities as, as they uh-huh. possibly could, you know, and, and, and to cultivate, you know, um, ambition, you know, and trying new things, you know, and um, uh, follow through. I think follow through was also another big, big thing that they tried to teach, you know, is like um, finish what you start, you know. And uh, I say the big, biggest takeaway I, that I, you know, I, um, from my upbringing and from my parents is um, I like to say they taught me how to think. You know, maybe they didn't give me, you know, like a big chunk of change or something right out of high school or, or a big inheritance you know, or anything like materialistic, you know, but but they taught me how to think, you know, and, mm. I, um, and have common sense. And so I think that's that's kind of been the most valuable uh, thing that I've gotten from my parents, I'd say.
0: Yeah. So you grow up you Christian you're, your parents are Christians you're in a Christian home you go to church you are you playing in church you using those gifts in church or what's that yeah churchy life look yeah like? so
1: so we well we recently moved back to the Midwest uh, which is you know where we're originally from but I had we hadn't lived there for uh, when I say we and my, my wife and son Brittany and a little boy Jaden who's seven and a half now which is crazy but uh, yeah we uh, so we came back to the Midwest not too long ago about a year ago. And, um we were wanting to find just just, just a real kind of low-key place and, and and we found it and we got plugged into um, a great great body there um real small family church um but it, it, it's a family uh, nothing flashy you know nothing um but it's uh it's just kind of it's kind of been a, a nice uh uh, season of rest, you know mm-hmm. for us, so
0: when was your come to Jesus moment as a young kid? I oh, mean man <laughs> we, we grow up i mean it that's you and I are different in that regards and that I didn't grow up in a Christian home. I had kind of had this more a little bit one eighty radical conversion, yeah. and, but all of us we have to have that even if we grow up in church, we kind of have that moment I think where Jesus becomes yeah. real to us. when was that for you
1: absolutely so I, w- I would definitely say um my my parents laid the foundation, and they you know they planted the seeds absolutely you know, they, 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 um, you know trade me up in good morals and good ethics, you know, and gave me a good solid biblical foundation. Um, but you know, kind of, I think everybody kind of goes through this, especially, you know, as a teenager, um, and a young person growing up in the church is that you, you have a tendency to kind of ride on your parents' shirt tails, you know, or, um, just kind of accept whatever you, you've been brought yeah. up in. And, um, So I I was definitely a Christian. I definitely had a foundation, but I would say, you know, it was, um, it was still very superficial, you know, um, just kind of going through the motions, you know, say your prayers at bedtime, you know, before meals, (laughs) pray for your food, right, right. You know, you do the good Christian boy thing, you know, and, um, but it was nobody's fault, but I just, I didn't have any realization that there was more. I didn't, I didn't have any, um, knowledge that there's, there's, there's more beyond just Sunday morning church, you know? And so I say the 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 real turning point, the real shift happened. Um, well, Brittany and I we started dating very very young. She uh, she was thirteen and I was fourteen, and I I, I don't recommend that to anybody. But <laughs> you're
0: married. today. <laughs> but, That's so weird, man. Yeah,
1: yeah. So yeah, we dated for six years before we actually got married, and now we've been married for uh, eleven years now this past summer. So yeah, crazy or 10, I I don't know, over a decade, but, um, (laughs) so anyway, so I guess my turning point really, really, or the shift that that happened in my faith when, um, shortly after we started dating, uh, her, she, she grew up in church. She grew up in an assemblies of God church and her, her mother was actually the youth leader there, uh, during that time. And, um, her Brittany and her all of her friends, you know, they would go to church camp every summer, you know, with the district, and uh, they'd come back, you know, talk about all the stories, you know, from camp, and talk about all about they talk about all the boys that were there, you know, and mm, stuff, yep. and even at church camp, <laughs> <yep>. <laughs> and uh, and of course, you know, me not really having any understanding, I got pretty jealous, like, nah, that, ain't, that is, <laughs> that's not happening, you know, I'm going church, I'm going church camp next year. So I want to make sure I keep tabs on my girlfriend. Side note, you know?
0: that's where you get the ladies <laughs> at church camp, you know.
1: <laughs> yeah. And, and so I went, you know, uh, I think I think it would have been it the summer in between my freshman and sophomore year. I don't I don't quite remember. But I um, uh, went there, and uh, God had other plans, you know. And uh, it was during one of the worship services where I got completely wrecked, you know. And that was kind of like my very first, I'd say, true worship encounter was like, oh, wait a minute there's more, you know, and, uh, I say that was definitely kind of the moment, the turning point for me, you know, um, really, really experienced the presence of God, you know, for the, for the first time in my life, um, on a deep level. So, and then after that, he, you know, he's been messing my life up ever since, (laughs) you know, so
0: (laughs) I love that phrase that you just said that I, I realized there was more we have, there's such a danger You know, we might be Christians, evangelicals, Pentecostals, or whatever. There's such a danger in this Jesus lifestyle to just kind of start existing. Yeah. There's always more. There's always something more that God wants to push us to, no matter where we're at, no matter what age, no matter what we're in, there is more. I want to tell that every time we gather, every time we worship, every time I preach, you know, there's more.
1: Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and I think I think it kind of it, it shifted from, you know, just uh religious activity to, you know, relationship and and um anytime I do tell my story, you know, my, my I would say my my story has still you know, the cliche goes is still being written. Like, you know, my my testimony is still um, yeah. being told, you know, and that's definitely the start of it, you know, but throughout all of that from the beginning to where I am now, you know, it all it, for me it kind of keeps coming back to uh, you can do all these things, you know, for, you know, in Corinthians, you know, it talks about, you know, you can do all this religious activity. You can have all the religious work so you can, you can do everything, you know, perfect, you know, and, and you can have work in all the giftings and stuff. But if you don't have love, you know, like you're, you're nothing. And if you don't have relationship, you know, God is love, you know? So if you don't have love, if you don't have relationship, you know, with him, like it's all worthless. Yeah. I mean, even the scripture it talks about on that last day, people will say, didn't I do all these things? You know, like, no, we never knew each other, you know? And so I say that was definitely the, 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 the first point of my life where it, it, um, things shifted to knowing God, you know, uh-huh. on a personal And that level. was
0: as a high schooler or? Yeah. okay, yeah, yeah. Yep. So now you're really living for Jesus. You're a high schooler. <laughs> yeah. What, what's that like as a high school? You're, you're, how, what, what did, what were the effects of that? Was it, were you telling more people about Jesus or yeah, the difference yeah. between just operating in religion and now more of God? What, what were the things that Man, came I, out of that?
1: I could talk for hours, uh, <laughs> on these subjects, but, um, just try to get straight to the point. But, uh, well, I was, I was, I was sort of before all that, I was, I was sort of already a kind of a mis- misfit and outcast, you know, and, um, I was uh, i never really excelled at the sports and stuff and they always try to keep up with the cool kids you know and stuff but what i what i did realize is that i excelled in was um the arts you know music and you know, painting drawing you know um stuff like that and uh um so i was i was kind of already in in a sense used to kind of you know being a loner in a sense and uh I am going to I'm going to go on a little bit of a rabbit trail and then I'm going to kind of bring it back okay. back to your question here but um that was definitely something that that was like almost like a uh, a false belief that was developed in uh in my life early on to to where like I uh I realized that because I could excel in these areas um excel excel in the arts that um I was able to get attention from people, you know, and so I developed this 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 um, unhealthy thought pattern, this unhealthy uh, basically foundational belief that if I perform well, Hmm. then people will praise me and they'll like me, and that's that's how I felt loved, you know, and that you know that happened you know um, year after year, and so that pattern developed early on in my life, right? And so I kind of had (laughs) kind of had that performance mentality. And so, um, becoming a Christian, you know, or, um, really having that shift in, um, I was like, okay, well now it's just kind of me and God, you know? So I didn't really, you know, um, I just kind of went for it, I guess, in a sense, you know, I was like, um, I didn't really have, this fear of being rejected in a sense, you know, mm-hmm. cause I was, I don't know. I kind of had felt like I had already been rejected. And so I was like, well, now I got something to be rejected for. Yeah. And yeah sometimes, like it sounds yeah, a little crazy, but sometimes
0: Christianity becomes like that. I felt like that before as a pastor, I feel like I'm the monkey putting on the show yeah, every once in a while, yeah, yeah. whether it's the guitar in my hand or the sermon yeah, I'm giving yeah. and like living to please people. And we have to keep coming back to the core foundation that I, I do this cause I love Jesus yeah, and yeah. I want to follow him and know him and just give him my best. I'm not, you know, I don't do anything to please people. I do it to please God. Yeah.
1: Your, your appetite changes and like, um, where you find your self worth and you, where you draw your security, you know, that all changes too, you know? Um, it's like you could have the whole world against you, you know, but if, if you're secure in your relationship, it, it's just, you don't care. You right. Know? It's, it's just, you really don't, you know? And, um, I mean,
0: you started doing the, now you started doing the band stuff in high school or, oh man.
1: Yeah. So, well, I was, I was actually playing the bar scene at like 13 years old because <laughs> in Illinois, you know, okay. if, if if you were the entertainment, people didn't care, you know? <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, I played, in, you know, a couple of local bands, you know, and, uh, you know, we do originals and covers, you know, and had, uh, uh, at one point I was playing drums for two different bands and had like had to have eight hours worth of music memorized and rehearsed and ready to go. But
0: uh, was that the goal and the dream? Even as a teenager is like, I want to do music full time. I want to be in a band. Y-
1: yeah. Um, I would say it's, it's definitely, a dare I use the word evolved over the years, you know, but um, it's, uh, it's definitely, it's, it's, uh, I say at the heart, you know, yes, you know, music, you know, and it was actually came a point where I, you know, I tried to cut music out of my life, you know, but that, did not work, <laughs> did not work. So, but yeah, I'd say that's, that's always been a long-term goal and just kind of my heartbeat. you know, passion Yeah. And stuff. I love the
0: phrase. I don't, I don't know if this is scripture or not. I should know this. I'm a pastor, right? The the gifts and callings of God are irrevocable. You can't escape what God has designed you to oh, do. Gee.
1: Yeah. A- 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 abs- absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah.
0: And your life's kind of interesting because you were doing all this stuff in high school and then you graduate and you went to the military right away.
1: <sighs> yeah, sort of. So my, my, my stories, my life is, is, uh,
0: life's complicated. Okay. <laughs> Very, I like, we understand. Yes.
1: So, <laughs> so oh man, I, I might get myself in trouble saying some of this. <laughs> so at, right out of high school, um, I ended up going to a community college there, you know, where, where I grew up, um, didn't necessarily want to go, um, was kind of, Strongly, strongly encouraged is a nice way to put it by my parents <laughs> to go. <laughs> and um, but the, the funny thing is I, I had a, I ended up getting a full ride to the uh, the community college there. And why uh, is it
0: parents have such a hard problem? If you're like, I want to be a doctor, (laughs) they're all behind, they're behind that. But then if you're like, I want to be in a band, like say somehow have a problem with that. What's the deal? Come on. Yeah.
1: Yeah, Come on parents. It's yeah. My parents have talked about my my, my parents and I, we have a good relationship now, you know, so we we didn't have a very good relationship, you know, through high school and college years and stuff. And, but it's, it's, it's all been resolved. And, (laughs) but, uh, so, so yeah, so I did two semesters there, and uh I absolutely hated it i i yeah, I really did i had uh, shut down, you know, as far as schooling goes, you know, and um and so then shortly after that, um uh, me and a buddy we who was also in the same same program, you know we uh we ended up dropping out, you know, I was like, man, we wanna be on the road, we wanna be you know playing shows, making records, you know, doing music, and so that's what we did, you know, and I ended up dropping out of college, and uh we kind of had a good thing going. Uh, for a little while and then classic band story, you know, things end up going stagnant and, uh, Brittany and I had just gotten married (laughs) and, uh, kind of at that point, God really had kind of been working on my heart and putting it, um, uh, putting it on me to, you know, look at joining the military and, uh, everybody around me was surprised, but, uh, I, I wasn't, um, I grew up in scouting and so I you know, I kind of had that, that, Foundation as well in my life, and um, had always talked about, you know, joining the military, joining the Air Force. And and, uh, so, I mean, I was actually really close to joining the Marines right out of high school and stuff, but I did it. Um, And so, yeah, six months after Brittany and I got married in uh, summer of 2008, uh, that following winter, following January, I was off to basic training in San Antonio, and then uh, I had six months of training. Um, In Texas, and then Fort Lernerwood, Missouri, and then uh, we were off to England for three years, and uh, while we were over there, that's when we had our sweet little baby boy, Jaden, and then um, we PCSed over to back back stateside to Utah, Hill Air Force Base, Utah, and that's when we met you.
0: Yeah, how how were you processing God's will, God's direction, God's calling on your life when you stepped into the military? Was that a surrender where you kind of like I'm going to pitch the whole band idea for a little bit here? What was how was that all flushing so, itself out?
1: Yes, the six years that I was in were the absolute darkest six years of my life, and um, um, won't go into that for you know what reasons or anything, but um what got me through each and every day is like, you know, one day at a time, literally. It's like, okay, I know this is where God told me to be for this time. And that's literally what got me from one day to the next, knowing that, mm-hmm. you know, uh, because b- before I went in, I, I prayed my guts out. Like okay. I did, you know, I finally well, got... It wasn't
0: necessarily a rebellion thing. You no. really felt like it was a God thing. Absolutely, the absolutely.
1: Absolutely. I remember praying my guts out, you know, just, just kind of really just being back and forth. And then I finally... You know, I came to the scripture, you know, an indecisive man is unstable and all he does, you know, like I was like, I don't want to be unstable. And so I'm going to make a decision and then, you know, trust that God is big enough to correct or guide my decision. So, you know, obviously that decision that I made was, was to join. And, um, that was the point where I, I tried to cut music out of my life. Um, and I was going to walk away from it, you know, join the military, start a new life, you know, try to be a different person, you know, and, um, (laughs) And um, um, I I walked away, you know, tried to cut out of my life, you know, just out of frustration and discouragement, you know, and just not, you know, just like, just kind of had a lot of angst built up and stuff. So, um, ended up joining the military and uh, (laughs) kind of one of the appealing things for me was like, hey, you know, I can can have a steady income and stuff and not have to go to school. Like, for once, yes, I don't have to go to school. (laughs) But... One of the uh, little did I know um, that, you know, what, kind of one of the unwritten rules of, of the military, especially in the Air Force, is that um, you don't necessarily have to be in school. You know, you don't necessarily have to be going to school, but if you want a, a good rating on your yearly performance report, Oh, okay you better be in school <laughs> oh son of a gun you know so um so i ended up going to talk to the base education counselor and uh cool thing is is uh, you know after talking to her i found out she ended up going to she was going to the same church that Brittany and i were getting plugged into and uh she had kind of you know um i told her you know what i was interested in what i was wanting to do and she asked me like have you ever looked into you know um of course, it had to be online, you know, because I'm full time active duty. So I can't be going to a brick and mortar school. I'm in another country, you know, and so everything had to be done online. And she asked, you know, hey, are, have you ever looked into the Berkeley music and stuff? And I was like, no, I hadn't. So anyway, fast forward, ended up enrolling in the uh, music production program, their master certification in music production. It uh, took me four years to do it. Uh, did one class at a time and actually finished it up while I was deployed and then uh get back to Utah and I got a year and a half left on my contract and I think, well, shoot, I gotta keep going to school. And so <laughs> I enrolled into the recording connection and they're they're based out of LA, but they operate all over the nation and um they got me plugged into a uh an apprentice based <laughs> mentorship program. <clears throat> so I uh uh, did an apprenticeship at one of the uh, local studios there in Salt Lake uh, for about six to eight months, you know, and that kind of took me close enough to the end of my enlistment. And then right after that, uh, once my contract was up, I was able to segue straight into uh, doing music uh, full-time. So Wow.
0: Yeah. Now now you're back in the game. You're diving in deep. You know, this kind of fits in really well. We just did a three-part series called Using Your Gifts. I want you guys to check it out. Uh, we had Zoe Johnson, Gabrielle Johnson, myself. We did a roundtable. Just talking to young people about using their gifts. How would you encourage people today in regards to the gifts and the, what have you learned from your journey and how would you encourage other people in regards to discovering their gifts and who God has called them to be?
1: Yeah. Um, so.
0: Cause we all want to find that, right? I mean, we yes. all want to, I mean, it's one thing I, I, I say it this way. One of my fourfold vision as a church is for people to discover Jesus, but also to discover who they are in Christ because that's a valuable thing. Yeah. You can spend a whole life knowing Jesus but never living out yeah who he's designed you to be.
1: Absolutely. And so so I'm going to preface this with saying I got to be very very careful at how I say this and deliver this. I think a lot of times, you know, from working in ministry, you know, and and being being a student, you know, being brought up in ministry, there's a lot of a lot of times um there's this there's this almost like this false um belief or false presentation of that as a student or as a young person that anything that you're passionate about or anything that you enjoy or that you um your 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 heart comes alive is bad like um and almost to the point where like if if you say you love skateboarding you know or whatever like well you better surrender that to you got to yeah, surrender yeah. that to God right. you know like you can't you can't do anything that's fun because you know you got to make sure that it's God's will you know you like you got you got to you know submit that to God you know and i see I, I, sometimes i feel like there's there's so much emphasis <laughs> put on submitting and surrendering to God which which is good but then we forget to encourage and develop those gifts yeah, and those callings good. right we we focus so much on, on 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 sacrifice you know and giving it to God but then we forget like Hey, let's develop that, that gift. Let's develop that talent. Let's, let's use this, you know, let's, let's.
0: So, sometimes it's the mentality. It's almost as if what God has called you to do, you shouldn't like. Yeah, should be exactly. Un- <laughs> exactly. Like, exactly. No, you should love what God's called you to do yeah. and be and express yeah. and pour out of your life.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And so I think, um, fear can be very, very paralyzing, you know, like what if I'm not good enough? Or, you know, what if this isn't what God wants me to do? That fear of like, you know yes this is a good mindset to have you know uh, the 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 fear of like i don't want to do anything unless god has specifically told me or called me or i don't want to say a word unless it's his words like that's that's all great but that that type of fear can also be very paralyzing and keep you from moving forward in in, in the destiny and the calling that god wants that that you were created for you know and so there's yeah. there's definitely a fine line that and uh, there's i think i think as a church as a body we need to look out for that you know I need to yep. we need to look out for that thief you know that that, that wants to come and take and we those gotta things. be
0: we got to be real careful the older we get because God releases new things in every generation oh yeah I've mentioned this before I mean like fifty years ago or thirty years ago whatever you know like you couldn't have been a pro skate you mentioned skateboarding you couldn't have been a pro skateboarder it wasn't around but it, it's weird it's like as if people some people like God designed Tony Hawk to be a skateboarder yeah If he was born 100 years ago, you know, but he put him for such a time as this gifts and talents, abilities to do that. And we have to recognize in every generation, my kids are getting in that age now, teenagers in a few years, going to be going to college, graduating high school. What if they come to me with some like, hey, I just really feel like God's calling me to be a full-time Twitch gamer like my girl's would never do that but you know for Jesus would I be like that is so dumb that is the dumbest thing I've ever heard of or yeah. <laughs> is you know I mean we got to be sensitive to the spirit because it could it could be a dumb idea Yeah, but maybe it's a god idea too we just have to be careful cuz god's always wanting to release these new things in, gener- in generations yeah
1: it, 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 you kind of provoked another thought um it's, it's it's also as it seems like if whatever your passion is or whatever your pursuit in life is, isn't wearing a Christian label or a Christian name tag, then it's not of God, Mm. which is completely false. You know, it's like, there's, as a Christian, as a believer, if I have to wear a Christian label just so people know that I'm a a, a follower, a disciple of Christ, then that's a problem. You know, like, and it's I definitely think there's kind of like a shift that's kind of coming in the church and happening now, you know, like... Like no, we're salt and light. No matter where we go, no matter what occupation yeah. or profession or vocation we have, you know. So,
0: yeah, that's great. I don't know if even we should go there per se, but <laughs> I do. I think I'm changing in this philosophy as well because I, I got saved in a point where this whole mentality, you know, everything has to be Jesus. So, for example, what I'm trying to get to is, as a guitar player, someone who's playing in bands, you play in a band that plays in non-Christian venues, right? Oh, yeah. At times, oh, or. Yeah doesn't always play every Christian. And I think sometimes as Christians, we're kind of like, how could you do that? Can you still be saved and do that? Can you still love Jesus and do that? Like, oh my goodness, you know, like, and, and, and I kind of get it. You don't want to, obviously, your morality, your lifestyle, your character, uh, not being ashamed of the gospel. But we have to realize that you know, that God's going to put us in places and callings and giftings that aren't necessarily Christian, and that can be a good, beautiful thing. And we can shine our light there. We still can be Christian and do those things.
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: Absolutely. So, uh, I just pray that God will, people will be sensitive to receive what God is calling them to do and to be. And it just might look outside the ordinary. And hopefully, me, as you know, I get old pastor here, I can embrace and receive that and release people. I'm going to close with this, Isaac. What do you feel like as you've gone through the journey of life? As a kid growing up, talents, high school or college, now married with a kid. What do you feel like some of the your your life anthem is? What do you find some of the things that you keep coming back to that God keeps expressing that you feel like your your kind of life message, your life anthem is for people? Oh wow! I don't know if I've ever been asked that.
1: Um, well. I would say I definitely go in seasons. I definitely go in seasons. You know, there for 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 a while. It was, you know, Proverbs 3, you know, trust in the Lord with all your heart. Don't lean on your own understanding. Acknowledge Him in all your ways and He'll make your path straight, you know. So I've kind of had these, like, life verses. I would say if I had to give one, though, it would probably go way back to my foundation, to to my childhood, you know, Um, where it talks about, you know, in everything you do, do it as unto the Lord, you know. And so... I, li- I try to live every single day, you know, no matter what's in front of me, I try to do my best, you know, I try to do my best, there's, um, <laughs> I'll share this quick story, since I know, you know our time's about out, but, so I've been renovating a place, you know, uh, um, in Quincy, you know, renovating the studio, and it's, it's it's taken me quite quite some time to get it up and running, and um, there's, uh, there's, Outside, along the sidewalk, there's a raised planner, and it has an Abraham Lincoln quote on it, and it goes something along the lines, like, each and every day, I, I have tried to do my best, you know, and I—I you'll walk by that almost every single day, and it's good—it's a good reminder, because sometimes, you know, I'll leave the studio feeling like, yeah, man, I, I hit a home run, you know, that was awesome, you'll feel like... You know great, you know, and in other days, yep. I feel like I you know, I tripped down the stairs you know yep. you know coming out of there, but I kind of what what allows me to you know lay my head down on the pillow you know and and, and have you know a sense of peace is and, and and no regrets for that day is knowing that I did my absolute best at every single moment of that yeah. day, you know it, uh so so I would say i say that's probably my life anthem, you know, it's like everything you do, do it as unto the Lord, you know, Amen. big or small
0: so yeah. Isaac, you're a rock star, and everyone who's listening, you can be a rock star for Jesus, too. Great story. I hope you're encouraged by that, that there's some things that God just hits you right in the face with, per se. Some encouragements from Isaac. I think it's awesome. Isaac, give one last shout-out to your bands where people could check out some of the stuff that you do real quick. Yeah,
1: absolutely. com, and um, if you want to check out our friends over in Chaotic Resemblance, too, you, you can. Uh, they're on all the social media platforms, and um Yeah.
0: I appreciate you guys listening. Please like, share it, do applause it, subscribe, all those kind of things. We really appreciate appreciate you listening to the Grace Point Daily Podcast. Thank you. We'll talk to you next time.